Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 228. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brett Yanoski. And my name is Austin Morales. And this week on The Inner Gamer Podcast, Brett jumps into Super Mario Maker 2 and has a blast. Two. And then I jump into Dota Underlords. And I have some interesting, interesting things to talk about. And the video game news, Nintendo unveils their, their, their new, cheaper Switch console. The Switch Lite. Oh, shit, Switch. It's finally here. And Call of Duty reveals their gameplay, which is a 2v2 gunfight mode. So we dive into all that those details and talk about that. And for our discussion topic, video game hype for fall 2019. We have several months of high action, high impact games. It's just going to blow your mind. Mostly November, but... You know, yeah, there's a lot of games actually. There's quite a bit. There's uh, a lot. We're broke. Um, I, I need a loan. Help us out. Donate to intergamer.net. And yeah, yeah, anything helps. And keep the music. Welcome to July 16th, 2019. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to donate to make the show better, and we'll give you some awesome goodies along the way for as little as $5. You can help support our show, and we can keep bringing you the highest quality content each and every week. Also, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we are having yet another event. First off, I want to mention, shout out to everybody that came out to our community brewery event. It was a lot of fun. We had Probably about 35, 40 people show up, and uh, it was it was great just to meet some new faces. We had some people from out of state that just moved here that wanted to meet some new people, and um, yeah, it was a lot of a lot of fun. We played some Overcooked too, played some Smash Brothers, some Bro Force, uh, drank some beers, ate some food. It was it was a good time. So thank you all for coming out. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope to see you at a future event such as this one on July eighteenth, which is. Thursday. This Thursday, we will be back at Hop Fusion for our every third Thursday events with uh, Friend Info Board Game Cafe. So we'll be there. This time, however, it's a special event because we are teaming up with Extra Life and we're doing a little bit of an Extra Life kind of charity event where you can show up, play some board games, play some video games, have some beers, and meet the folks from Extra Life that represent Cook Children's Hospital here in Fort Worth, Texas. They do some incredible work um, with children, uh, saving lives each and every day. I met with one of their representatives last week, and we talked a lot about what they do uh, for for children and how they have, they're using video games as a means, as a stress reliever um, and a way to treat anxiety for patients that are about to go through some intense uh, surgeries as an alternative to prescription drugs, which I think is fascinating. So they're instead of giving them more pills, they are using games to alleviate their anxieties and calm them down and just make them feel comfortable before they go into whatever they're about to go into. So um, they're doing some really cool work. So we hope you guys come out to help um, support them, obviously support us, and then just hang out with friends and play some games be a lot of fun so let's jump into the games we played this week austin yes i've been a fan of the switch since its inception really yes i feel like remember remember uh, we're so like what is gonna happen here yeah yeah anticipation's real sometimes i'm like man i 
like having missed the generations of Nintendo for so long, it's weird to be Which so was from the 64. Okay, up until yeah. the Switch. That's, up until the Switch, yeah. That's like three. If you don't consider the Game Boys, that's like three so generations. I skipped GameCube. I skipped Wii. I skipped Wii U. All that stuff was skipped. And here Do I am. Do you have the, the Game Switch. Boy Advance? No. Did you have? I had a Game Boy Color. That was the only handheld Game Boy I had before I bought the 3DS. Dang. Yeah. But you didn't even have 3DS that long either. Yeah, no, I didn't have it very long at all. Because then the Switch came out. It's like, I don't need this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and now there's a, well, we'll talk about it later, but there's another Switch that was announced <laughs> that really makes the 3DS obsolete. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing Super Mario Maker 2 on the Nintendo Switch. This is a Switch exclusive, obviously, and it is a, a $60 title, full price game. But as I talk about it, you'll realize how it's pretty well worth it for the price. Um, it comes in multiple parts. So you open up the game and you can do one of two, one of, uh, basically three things. So you have the option to go to the course maker, which as the title des- describes, you can make Mario levels in super Mario maker two, which I'll jump into that later. Um, they also have a single player story mode where you can play built in courses to rebuild Prince pieces, princess peach's castle so you have this little dog that's hip-hopping around that apparently was in one of the older uh mario games it was like a 2d mario game and the dog like goes crazy and starts hip-hopping and then jumps on top of a platform that is called the reset rocket oh yeah and then when he jumps on the reset (laughs) rocket it like just resets the entire uh princess peach castle that they just finished building and mario has to go out and do work by playing levels and collecting coins to then finance the rebuilding of the castle. Hmm. So okay. you go out there, you collect the coins and you you do these jobs that Toad's got this like wall of like jobs that people want done and you go and do these jobs and collect the coins Are from they fun it. Jobs? Yeah, there's just like Mario levels of different kinds. But it's cool because they let you experience like, because they have like four generations of Mario in here. So they have the original Super Mario Brothers and then they have Super Mario 3D World and then they have um, Super Mario Brothers 3 or something like that. I, I think I forgot which ones they have. But um, they basically have them all. Yeah, they have them all. Like every generation of Mario that you've ever seen. It's pretty impressive. Um, is here. Like um, I was watching the. Nintendo Direct for it. Yeah. Holy shit. All the stuff that I saw that you can do in that is just absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Like, totally. If you love something like this, diving into it just seems ridiculous. Oh, like, You yeah. can get lost in this for... I feel like you could spend a whole day just going through all the different things you can do in this and still have like half the game that you need to look at just to see what's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it is... You do get lost quite a bit because... Um, there's over 100 courses in the single player, so that alone is like that's, a full blown game. That's a in lot itself. It's it's nuts how much they have, and they're like I said, they're super diverse. There's all kinds of different types of stuff in there. Um, there's even a multiplayer component where up to four players can play courses at the same time on a single system. So I don't know how that all functions. I haven't done that yet. But um, outside of the single player mode, which is great. They have uh, the Mario Maker world, which is what I've spent most of my time on. So you can go in there and design and develop your own courses. So you start out by picking, um, you know, what type of world you want it to be. Like, do you want like which generation of Mario do you want it to be? And then once you set that, you have different options um, and tools available to set up. parameters oh yeah so super mario brothers super mario brothers 3 super mario world super mario brothers u and then super mario 3d um is also in there so 
You can pick different kind of environments like forest, desert, snow, sky, ground, castle, underwater, etc. And each one of those things has like different can have different level like uh, benefits. So, for example, I picked the uh, the castle one, um, which was uh, had lava and you can raise and lower the lava. And then you can also set like a level of the lava at the start of the round. And then as you go through the level, the lava raises and gets higher and higher. So you have that tension added into the gameplay. So that was a really cool just like feature if you choose that that world type. Nice. You can you can have that ability. Um, you can make day and night cycles if you want to. Um, you can even do like cooperative and actually create courses with your friends on the same screen. So two of you can like build out levels. Um, which is wow. pretty wild. That's so one cool. person can like construct the ground, and while the other person's like dropping in the people, um, and it's it's really vast how they have it have like what you can build in it. So you can build you know your regular platforms. You can build slanted slopes. You can build really intense slopes. You can have like um, uh, conveyor belts that go back and forth. So you can extend the length of the conveyor belt so it can be really long. You can change the direction of it. You can have like clouds in there that go up and down or move left to right. Um, you can add all the different enemy types like the Goombas and the, the big rock things that crash down on you and the little like rocket guy and yeah, then, the bullet rocket, yeah, the bullet rocket and the, um, the piranha plant and like all these things are in there where you can just like drop and drop and wherever you want them to go, Dude, they're there awesome. and ready to go. That's awesome. Um, playing your coins, you know, put in the, the blocks in there. You can change the block type. So what the block does, so you can have a block, um, you know, like blocks you jump into you can make one that like flies so whenever the you get up to that round then the block starts flying across the screen you can change what's inside the blocks like i mean you can literally create these massive levels and i i made one that i called winter fantasy it was just a really random name and it was based off of a templated thing and i tweaked it and made it a little different just to be a short quick level and then um, when you're done with it, you save it, you can upload it, and you can have up to 32 levels currently. I don't know if there's a way to add more, but 32 levels uploaded to the the store or the, the community level world thing. Um, so when people upload their levels and share it with everybody, they populate into a like a menu. And then you can go through and see who created them, um, the percentage of completion, how many people played that level, ratings for that level and then you can jump in right there and download and play that level so when you download the level you just pick it you play it and then once you're done it pings the person that created it and said hey so and so played your level so and so rated your level and you can like see in real time this little subtle notification at the bottom of the screen that your level is being played and that happened like within 10 minutes of me uploading a level like somebody two people had already played it and voted on it I was like, that's cool. That's pretty exciting. Look at my work again out there already. Man. I don't do anything. Does it show you how many levels are out there right now? Um, I think it does. Um, <laughs> but you didn't look. <laughs> there's well, I, I there was there's a lot. There's a lot. I would imagine. I don't actually probably don't think it even shows you a number because there's so many. Like people have done crazy, crazy things. Um like I uh was watching uh Dunky mate do a video on Super Mario Maker two. Or Super Mario Maker, yeah. And he had some of these levels he was playing were bonkers, like batshit crazy. Like I like there's one where you have to just constantly jump from like platform to platform and not stop moving. And there was another one where you're like racing a like a character up at the top. So the character 
has to you have to beat the character to this little like platform and the character just has a single line he has to travel through and you have to like use these on and off blocks that change like you have an on and off block that'll uh change the the transparency of blue and red platforms so if it's on the red platform show if it's off the blue platform show or whatever um and, and then you use it, right? that yeah it's like a switch okay and um Wait, you switch it or it switches itself. you switch it yeah so you gotcha. hit the on and off block and then it'll switch whatever's on that level to that gotcha so you use that as like a puzzle mechanic different parts of the game so that's what they had put in this throughout it so while this character across the top of the screen is just like moving straight you're having to like do all these weird puzzles to get all these coins to advance onward to the next level and it's it's just super complicated so the things that people have created in this are absolutely nuts i've been really impressed with the um the complexity Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean you could People can make their own intense, awesome Mario levels pretty easily. Like the the build mechanics are pretty straightforward, um, easy to upload, easy to save. It obviously, fully uses touchscreen controls, so you nice. have your your touchscreen for most of the functions you're doing. You still use your um, joysticks for a few features, but right, overall, right. you can mostly touch everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I've been saying with this and then Link's Awakening, how you can create your own dungeons, like stuff like this really gets me excited. Although I don't think I'll ever play this game. Mm-hmm. I might, I might, you know, play it with you for a little bit, but I don't think I'll ever buy it. It makes me tempted to buy it because something like that, because, you know, coming from a mod, I mod, I used to mod Skyrim like crazy. So having that ability to make your own levels, then you have almost an infinite amount of levels that you can play anytime. How, how can this game ever get old? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And for Nintendo, like, that's awesome. And I wish more people would do that. Like, back when StarCraft... I'm sure StarCraft... StarCraft still has the user-created... Use map settings stuff? Yeah. Uh, like, I, think, I don't know if StarCraft 2 ever introduced it. I think you can. I think yeah. you, they do have that. But it's not as big as it used to. But, again, I'm not in that crowd anymore. And back in the day, that was, like, very new, I feel like, at least to me. And so that was, like, super crazy to yeah, there is have one. something like that. And um, it just doesn't seem like that is as big anymore. Um, again, I'm not in the community, so I could be wrong about that. No, I mean you're right. There's most most game companies like don't give you control, creative control over right. building stuff, and like I mean that's why people there's such a cult following for like Planet Coaster and stuff like that because yeah, people yeah. love just building shit. Oh yeah, and making cool creations. Like I saw, I follow the uh, subreddit for Planet Coaster. Even though I haven't played it in forever, I just find it fascinating what people create. And there's a guy this morning when I was looking at it posted a screenshot of he's like after two hours of work I'm really happy with what I have and he just has this little piece of like a Roaring Rapids like design that he's making for like an amusement park but he's gone down to like the nitty gritty details for an actual of like, amusement park yeah well I mean just like in just in the game oh like just okay making I got a, you I got you making a, a version his own version of a Roaring Rapids part like a thing inside the game. And he's got like the pathway track for the uh, the rapid for the the raft as it's going through, and then he's planted like individual vegetations all throughout, really lush vegetation that looks everything's intentionally placed. Um, it's not just like paint and let it like just create. It's just like all intricately designed. And he's like, this was two hours of work, and he's barely even. He's just got like one little lane, but it's so detailed. It's insane. That's awesome. But yeah, the stuff that people create. Like, I'm excited to see what what levels people put in there. Because, yeah, after you finish 100 levels, that 
Nintendo made. Like you have a vast number of things out there that other people have created and it's you learn new mechanics with Mario. Like I didn't realize how dense the like ability like how dense it can be with just simple controls. Like you got four or five controls you have in this game, but the amount of depth that can go into you know, progressing through the map is really, really interesting. Because like I have this one level I'm working on right now where you have to get up to to get some coins over the top of this like platform. You have to do a wall jump over onto this conveyor belt platform that's sending you the opposite direction. And then you have to like bounce, 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 bounce to keep going up over top of it and then jump again and then do another wall jump to get on top of the platform. So it's like four layers of like jumping you have to do. And that was like <laughs> super easy to build out because you just have to understand that like when you jump into wall your character and then after you're done building like a part of a level and playing through it it shows you like kind of a like where where your character traveled so you can see like little pieces of mario like replicated to show the pathway that you took to do a thing so when you hit a wall you can see what momentum he had as he jumped upward into the conveyor belt and then from there you can decide okay well this is totally doable for a character to jump over here and hit that so i'm going to make it a little bit harder and like adjust that platform just a little bit more down or up so that I know it's still doable because I see the trail, but it's going to be that much harder for him to reach that point. So you can get really minute with the adjustments Man. of it to, to really just add an extra layer of challenge to it. And then if you're like testing a level, you can pl- drop your player start character anywhere on the map. So you can say, okay, I'm working on this little piece of it. You just drop them right before that piece starts and then click play and it instantly drops you into it and you start testing it out. And then again, it shows you the trail. Right. So you can just like finesse it down to the minute little details. And it's man. pretty fascinating. I was I was like, damn. Nintendo's done it, man. Like They've, they've done, done some it. good stuff. And yeah. they're, they're going to continue to do it. And this is, I just wish more people would look at this. I feel like, you know, for the most part, you know, Super Mario is, you know, I guess from the outside looking in and from what I can remember, it's kind of simplistic compared to other games and stuff like that. Like, there's strategy involved for sure, but it's not like, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what a good, like, there's no meta like you would find in Overwatch or like a FPS with level yeah, layout and stuff. A to B without dying. Right, right. Yeah. But still, like, you take this mechanic and there are, it has evolved over time to add a lot of different mechanics and then giving you... So basically, it's like solid. It's been a solid game over the years, and now they give you the reins to do that. I wish other companies would see that, like like Blizzard, and like really help people, or really hone everything out to the point where people want to do what this game's doing. Yeah, or well, allows the users to do. Yeah, and I like with this that they've made it so accessible. I think that's the biggest thing is the yeah. accessibility of the creation. Right. Because, you know, Dreams is trying to do that with their, you know, game creator to make it to where you don't have to be a rocket, not not rocket scientist, but you don't have to, like, understand, like, with StarCraft, building maps and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, there's training involved in learning how to use that tool. Um, you have to spend time and research to learn how to make a level. And in this one, like, you step in there, there's a brief little tutorial that explains, okay, here's how you blow things up, here's how you undo Here's how you do this and that. And uh, once you have that kind of figured out, you can just, they just let you go and just say, all right, have fun. Right. And then from there, it's just trial and error and figuring out what you do. And there's always an undo button that you can go back. 
Um, they even have some like advanced features like multi-copy. So you can like copy like a, like you can like do like a, a square grid selection of like a group of things and then copy that to another area. So they've added some pretty in-depth um, stuff to make it pretty legit. Dang. And yeah, it's sound effects as you're traveling through. Dang. Like sound triggers and stuff like that. It's like, That's wow. cool. So yeah, Super Mario Maker 2. I'm a fan. I think everybody should get it. Whether you want to create stuff or not, there's so much content in here to where if you don't want to create anything, you just want to play levels. Like There's a highly, highly large amount of levels already in this game, and it hasn't even been out very long. So I would say pick it up whether you want to or not. And if you're a Switch Online member, you can play online multiplayer with other people. So that's there as well, which the first one did not have. So it's nice that they have that ability. So, All right. Austin. Yeah. We haven't talked about this in depth yet. We have not. But I wanted to. I know you've been playing this. I haven't touched it, but you've been playing this auto chess game, which now has been redubbed Auto Battlers. That's the new name that they're calling these games. Um, the community has spoken and the said, we're not spoken. doing auto chess anymore. It's called Auto Battler. Um, Man, or, auto chess just sounded so much better. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But uh, you've been playing Dota Underlords a little bit. Yeah, um, I got to jump in just to kind of see what the game's about. And uh, it took a second to really get a grasp because they don't really explain to you about all that. It's just yeah. like, well, here it is. Jump in, do some stuff. And I was like, okay, okay. Well, finally, I kind of, I finally understand like how the game's played. You have two, four, six, eight. You have eight people, seven people you go up against. And it's everyone has like 100 health. It's kind of like how they're going to go about this. And so as you win battles, you keep your health. And as you lose battles, you lose health. And once you hit zero, you're out of the out of the match. So it's this constant thing where you're battling all these people. And, and I, don't, I, I don't know how they pair you up against them. I guess it's whoever's underneath you or above you type thing. And uh, you get a certain amount of characters that spawn up at the top that cost some coin. And you're only given like one to three coins i think at a time and you pick characters that you think are going to be good and you place them uh on your character selection bar at the bottom and then you throw them on the on the map and then it go then when you battle it's your characters against your opponent's characters yeah and so <clears throat> over time well, what i didn't realize was each of these characters have certain abilities and the abilities are, like, if you get three of a certain type of character, they do a certain either amount of damage or they get more armor or they allow you to heal people or they allow to take armor, so, like, a negative buff against the enemies. And so there's all these different combinations for all these characters, and I find that pretty fat fascinating because I, I found that I liked using assassins and uh, knights more yeah. so i think the knights you get an extra buff for either armor or you get extra attack and then the assassins if you get three because you have to pair them up in teams they do like 50 percent more damage to all enemy units and the assassins are cool because most of them kind of can flash from the back because obviously it's like it's like a board so you can place your your uh your team in a, you know any form or fashion how you think will be the best form of uh, attacking because they'll move forward on the board and engage any enemies that are in front. But the assassins, I put them in the back and then they like smoke bomb out of the back and to the very to the other side of the map at the back and then they attack the enemy. And I was like, that's actually kind of cool. And obviously, if you get 
more assassins, they do more damage. Um, so there's different types. Like if you get uh, demonic, the demonic class, I think I forgot what they do, but you only like some of them only need like two, a pair of two to activate their, their ability or three, four, six, you can get a, you can get a bunch. Um, so it's just kind of cool to test all these out and see how they do against the enemies. And I, I was just playing against bots because I was like, well, if I go against people, it's just not going to work out for me. <laughs> I'm just going to get obliterated and get frustrated and not play anymore. Um, but so far, I mean, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed the time I had with it. Um, I didn't realize this game was on mobile too. Dang. They released it on, uh, it's got crossplay, so you can play it on both your mobile phone and PC. Well, so, I was going to say, I don't think I'm going to play this, but if it's on mobile, that might be worth picking up. So uh, over the course of matches that you play, look at that. Brett just downloaded it. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So over the course of the match, um, you start racking up coins, and I think you get more for winning. Yeah. And then with that, you uh, level yourself up. And so with each level, you get to add an extra unit all the way up to eight. So you can have a total of eight units by the end of this giant match that you're and in. And can you level up your, your individual units while you're playing or is that only after As far as I know, you over? cannot level them up. Yeah, because I they saw just, that there's a way to like level your characters, um, upgrade them to more recruit heroes and upgrade them to more powerful versions themselves, but I wasn't sure if that was like per match or if that was something that's so done I like after I did hear about that, but I, don't, I didn't know how you did that. Okay. Because I thought when I was leveling myself up, I was leveling up my heroes, but that's not the case. You're just, you're just, as you level up, you're just getting more spots to put enemies down or your troops down on. Yeah. So obviously there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight rows, right? Rows. Yeah. And then there's grid elements. There's eight columns and then there's three rows. So you can place your team in any form or fashion. And it just got to the point where I just kept them in like one area. And I was like, this is fine. But depending on how the team has their enemies, uh, or their troops set up, they can come in in different directions. It's like, especially if you have any healers or casters in the back, which usually I feel like you'd keep them in the back. Like the assassins will jump behind them and start attacking them. So it's just like, this really interesting. I mean, it is like chess. I mean, how are you going to set your group up? How are they going to go in and engage the enemy is you have no idea. And so sometimes like you have a pretty, like I, I went like three in a row with my setup, which I forgot how who I had now, but like they were doing pretty good, and then all of a sudden, this other guy, he like, obviously was a bot. He had his he had his character set up in a certain way that they were able to get around my like front line and completely destroy me from the back. And I was like, dang. So it's it's really interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Nice. I, I mean, I think for a lot of people, uh, this will probably be some this will be fun because it, I think it'll always be different. And obviously, there's a meta to this game, so. But I don't think it's like to the point where if you get this team, you're going to win every time because the way that they have the ability set up for different characters, you know, and different characters have different abilities as well. So I'm curious to see where this goes in the next few. I wonder if this is just a fad that will fall off eventually. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm impressed. Sorry. I just put, I just literally, while you were talking about this, downloaded the game on my phone. I'm impressed that Steam, like, they actually integrated the friend store inside the game really nicely on the mobile. Like I log in and I got my friends list like right there on the side of the game. Dang. And you can like build a party right there. And then you, 
I mean, you have your your daily challenges. You got your options and stuff like that. They got season info. Apparently, they're going to add like battle pass down the line, so you'll have that. Um, I will say this: like, it's it's going to be hard to play this game because it takes like, I think I sat there for an hour before I went. Uh, I, I won. I won. You. Oh, did you win? Well, I was playing bots, so yeah, I was going to win. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Obviously, at first I was losing because I didn't know what I was doing, and then yeah, it finally. Yeah. But I'm like, but still, it takes a while to progress through the game. Well, they have a tutorial mode. And so I, that's what I played. No, I just went straight to boss. I didn't even do tutorial mode. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know how this is, like, if you want to dedicate, like, an hour, it might not be an hour. It might be less, yeah. right? But that's what it felt like, 45 yeah. minutes to an hour. It depends how good you are. I mean, like, if you, True. like, get your ass kicked early, then you're you're done, right? Right. But if you stick around with it and, like, can keep playing, yeah, I bet you could but, but reach you that come, point. I, it's, I think it's easy. Well, I don't say it's easy, but I think it's possible to, to go from the bottom to the top, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's definitely possible. Come back, and you might have low health, but you might be able to beat the guy with the more health. Yeah. Um, so It's a really interesting idea. I mean, I heard somebody, somebody yesterday was saying it was a cross between, um, what was the one game that they mentioned? Uh it was a cross between a little bit of chess, poker, and mahjong, mahjong, which I thought was really interesting. That's a lot of different stuff. That's a lot of different stuff. Yeah, because like the poker, because you're like, I guess making best of these characters, right? And then mahjong, because of someone with the timing and stuff like that, and the stacking of abilities or stacking of characters. Because I was reading that you can like, I guess I think he mentioned this earlier, but like you can stack um, or alliance different characters to um, unlock new bonuses to further crush your rivals. Right. So that's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's pretty awesome that they got this going. And yeah, so this game came out. We have team fight tactics. We have the original one, which I feel bad for the guys that made the mod because like now it's. I don't know. Maybe hopefully Valve was like, "Hey, why don't y'all help us with this? Because you made this, and we just are monetizing it." That, but that then, would be uh, awesome for them, and I hope I hope they've done that. But I don't have too much hope. <laughs> then I heard uh, uh, Ten Cents, which I think is hilarious. Is um, um, they're making one. So Ten Cent is the group that owns. Um, I think they actually own somebody. Who do they own? Um, because they make a lot of games and things, video games and whatnot. Who do they own? D- Dungeon Fire. They play that game. Tencent, Dungeon Fighter Online, Call of Duty Online. Oh yeah, they uh they own League of Legends. So Tencent is making their own auto battler, even though they also own League of Legends. So they're basically gonna own two auto battlers here pretty soon. Wow, okay. I think it's hilarious. Very nice. Good for them. Holy shit, I didn't realize these guys had so much investment. So Tencent, this is a Chinese company. They um, they own Riot Games, like completely. So that's their pro- oh, yeah. they, that's their company. And then they also partly own uh, Fortnite and PUBG. They have investments in those. God dang, they're making so, lots of money. Yeah, they're banking hardcore off of that stuff. That's wild. Um, anyway, cool. Well, 
I think that's going to wrap up for the games we played this week, everybody. If you want to play games with us each and every week, you can join us on our Discord channel. Check out the link in the show notes. Also, if you like what you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and tell a friend. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our video game news. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. It is time for our video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines in the week in the gaming industry. And as we have talked about in the past, uh, there's been predictions and rumors that a second Switch may be in development, possibly a Nintendo Switch uh, Switch. Lite or smaller version, and then a XL version potentially. And as predicted and as noted, there is officially now a Nintendo Switch Lite coming to stores near you this upcoming September 20th. So the Nintendo Switch Lite is a smaller version of the Switch that is $199.99. And this is one where the controllers do not detach. It's a smaller screen. It's 5.5 inches. It is approximately 0.61 pounds lighter. It comes in three colors, yellow, gray, and turquoise. And it has a longer battery life ranging from three to seven hours of play as opposed to just three. <laughs> three to seven. That's a big difference. That there. is a huge difference, yes. <laughs> hey, that's that's good, I guess. And uh, it's obviously going to support all the games to support handheld mode because there's no way to dock this to a dock. Um, it does take away the HD rumble and the IR camera that comes with the Joy-Cons because you can't take the Joy-Cons off. And they opted to replace the uh, four individual D-pads for a single like traditional D-pad, which some people are super hyped about. Um, and That's it also supports good. Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and near-field communication. Wow. Which the Switch doesn't do. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the new Switch. Um, I think actually, I think it's actually a good thing. You know. Oh, I do too. I, yeah. Obviously, we don't are going to get it, but I think... Wait, I'm, I'm going to get it. You're going to get the this one? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, I like to, in a way, just because I, I like I think it's a good-looking console. I mean, they have three but colors. You have the Switch, so gray, it's like, yeah. Gray, blue, and green, or is it yellow? Uh, Yellow, blue, and, and green. Gray. Gray, gray. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think for a lot of people, especially those who just want, you know, like, had the 3DS, I think it's perfect. I mean, yeah. you're not, you, don't, you don't need to dock it. It takes out all the fluff that may or may not be utilized to its full potential anyway. Um and I mean, better battery life, potentially a better CPU too. So, well, not we'll, better we'll CPU, but um, that's that's just on the other console. The the uh, Switch Lite is I got completely just straight up. Com- the Switch Lite is a weaker version of the right, Switch. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but the battery life is better, so that's they good. did increase the battery life. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, the Switch Lite's interesting. It's um, I mean, honestly, if I didn't take the Switch to our events. I probably dock my switch 10% of my time I use it. Right. I I rarely <laughs> yeah. ever actually stick it on the dock. Um like that and then when I'm playing Jackbox with friends, I'll dock it. Right. But other than that, like I largely use it as a handheld console. Um so in a way this would be awesome to have. I love the colors. Like I think the colors are solid. Like I would I would like to have that blue one. I mean, the blue one's pretty soft, pretty pretty sweet looking. Um but yeah. I, I hope that they... So the other report that we have is Nintendo, Nintendo has silently upgraded the um, original Switch, potentially. So, <laughs> potentially. 
what has come out is that there was a uh, FT, F, FCC filing that is re- essentially requesting permission to alter an existing device, in this case, the original Switch. So they put in a report to make changes to it, um, such as changing the, uh, the system-on-chip device, the memory type, and the CPU board. So it looks like they're looking to upgrade it. Um, with a new chip ultimately and just give it some more performance enhancements. So there was an update made. This is an article I found on IGN and there was an update to it that said a hacker and data miner, Mike Heskin posted a Twitter thread detailing what they know about the upcoming revision to the switch. Um, and in the thread, he reported that the revised T214 units, which is the upcoming revised switch and not the switch light, features four gigabytes or six, eight gigabytes of LPDDR4 RAM with plans support for 10 nanometer chips. This should translate to a small battery longevity boost and potentially a modest performance boost thanks to the new GPU. So whether this is going to be an update to the switch that's already on the stores, like already on sale, and they're just going to like have a new iteration of it that you can purchase that is just a little bit better, or if it's going to be a separate switch entirely is not to be determined yet. Right. But it sounds like they might just be updating what's already on the, like it's going to be the same SKU right. just with V2 instead of V1. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's good. I think that's good, even though they're not having another one come out yet. Yeah. But. I feel like it'll come out for the fall. Like I, I know technically this new one's coming out in fall, but I feel like they're going to release a new one, like maybe around Black Friday or near Christmas time. So it's already been confirmed that it's not. Damn it! There was a story that came out about that that said Dang. there is no other. Like this is the only new hardware they're releasing this year. So Dang. unfortunately, not. But that I wish. I, I mean, wish. I think it'd be a great time. Yeah. People who don't have a switch and still want like the best experience, like. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense why they don't want to have the mid-range one. Because, like, normal Switch would be the mid-range, right? And it's like... Yeah. Something has to be their flagship. So maybe, yeah, I guess they're going to wait. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of... But, I mean, I, mean, I can't see Nintendo not releasing, you know, a Switch XL or whatever because they're weird like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if we really think about it, there's no reason to have that because they always they usually only have two, right? Like they yes. have a 3ds and a 3ds XL. I bet you what they're gonna do is just make another switch that's just here's the newer. This is like the the Switch Pro or something like that, okay. and it's gonna be like they're gonna have the Switch Pro the, and the Switch Lite, or maybe they'll just have like this is the new Switch and label it the new Switch, like they did the new 3DS. Yeah, right. Um, right. And just have it be, this is the enhanced, more preferred version that you want to get. Right. Um, so I could see that out, being Outdate the Switch we have now, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Essentially. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think people want that. Do we need it? I guess not. Oh, I, I need it. Yeah, some of these games... Like, well, I mean, I, like, overall, the audience, like, they're player base do they actually need it yeah we need it we want it for sure yeah but i mean who are the people playing the switch obviously it's a huge range of people like, right demographic wise um, but i think we're starting to see the the for like the the problems that the switch does have like it should be able to handle a little bit more 3d fidelity and it doesn't right like um what was the game that just recently came out that's just like completely not working on the switch 
and everybody wants to play it on the Switch, but they can't because it just doesn't work. Um, what? Really? Yeah. I'm trying How's to they, how to get past testers and stuff? Uh, you had to test the game out. I know. That's what I thought. Um, I'm trying to think what it was called. Um, shit. I'll keep thinking about it. But yeah, like, that's like um, playing Zarvi, it's a little slower on the Switch. Yes, uh, playing Overcooked 2, it takes forever to load that damn game. Like it sits there and spins for a very long time. Right. Um, when I had was playing Ape Out, that game, like that's a very simple, simplistic graphical game, but the loading is horrendous to get into it initially. So if you leave it in sleep mode and just like don't exit out of the application, it loads up just fine. Um, but otherwise, it takes forever to load. Um, I was noticing some hiccups with um, shoot, what was that game I was playing the other day that was having some problems. Um, Several games I've I've had that are you're starting to see where the limitations lie in the console, right. with the graphics and the right. just the speed of things. So, right. um, yeah, kind of I, bummed about that. I mean, it would make sense for them to come out with a better screen. Like, just yeah, just outdate the one we have now. I mean, yeah. it's good. It was good for launch, and it's been really good. And it's still good. It's just yeah, it definitely could use a refresh. And I mean, this is a step again because of tariffs and stuff. Uh, from that side of the sea, it kind of hurts us a little bit. I also saw that they're actually moving Switch production, some Switch production out of uh, China. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, that's positive for us. <laughs> I don't know how positive it is for actual Nintendo. So um, there's a lot that could change pretty soon. Well, there's a lot that has changed. I think things, whatever the plan was, possibly got put on the back burner due to these tariff things so it was a bloodstained ritual of the night ah really yeah so that's like you know it's a it's not a heavily i mean it's a side-scrolling like castlevania style game yeah and apparently it's it's like literally unplayable on the switch wow um so they released it and they're working on patching and fixing it which i think it should be fixed at this point but before like when i was listening to some people talking about their pre-review of it before the game actually was released they're like "It, it just doesn't work like it's it's slow, choppy, laggy, and sometimes it just it really, fell really apart. Bad. Yeah, so like there's there's definitely some like holdbacks on it, which sucks. I guess but, what, you know how yeah. we said um, 720p really isn't a big deal on on the Switch, right? Yeah. What kind of sucks because if you think about it, everyone's sh- you know obviously pe- a lot of people are are making games now shoot for 4K, right? Yeah. And then I guess they just downres from there. But I don't know how hard it is to downres or how to, how you have to formulate things to make it easy yeah. to scale your graphics. But it's like I think for the most part, people have 1080 in there, right? Like that's just a standard that people have. Yeah. Um, obviously, they can go down to 720, and I guess it's pretty easy because I think a lot of games go to 720 if you need it. Especially, on, well, I'm thinking PC because you have all those different resolutions. Um, but you think Nintendo would try to just go 1080 because that's like standard, standard. You know what I mean? Like 720p isn't really a standard anymore. It's there, but it's like it's got to yeah. be easier to go 1080 across the board than well, not for 720 the portability. Like I think they had to cut down the resolution in order for it to be as slim and portable as it is. Right, right. I don't think they were able to like engineer a solution in the time that they had to to make it work that way. Because I mean, this thing already slogs that was 720. Yeah. I can't imagine that the port- portable part of it was 1080 how hot it would get and how that would decrease the battery life and stuff like that. Right. So I think they have some engineering problems they have to solve first to 
before they can pump that up. Well, they might be able to do it now, hopefully. I hope so, yeah. Um, I mean, at least they got the battery life up a little bit. But I, I think this console looks really solid. I think there's going to be definitely people going out there to buy it, yeah. like kids and yeah. stuff like that. Like They don't really need to dock it that much. They just want a portable device. Mm-hmm. And now they can pick up a Switch like this for $100 less and be able to do what I typically do with mine um, and carry it around and stuff like that. And I think that's great. So excited, excited to see what it does. Um, all right. So I had an article pulled up and then GameStop spot decided to switch it on me to another page. So it's Call of Duty. Automatically. Modern Warfare's 2v2 gun gunfight mode. Yep. Speedy, intense double matches. It actually sounds interesting. Yep. And I feel like this is something me and you can get into a lot easier and I'll have a lot more fun in than a typical multiplayer match because as me and Brett know, the issue with Call of Duty, especially the more recent ones, is that when those really good people or however they manage to get all these, this kill streak and get all these, um, uh, what do you even call them, uh, in-game attacks from above, like mortar shells and stuff like that, like it would obliterate like half the map and half the players on the team. So it's like you come back, not only are these kids, we, we assume they're kids, who have really fast reflexes, just whip around the corner and obliterate you. Well, as soon as you spawn in to go try to hunt them down, you get obliterated by them again because they just drop down hellfire on you. So for me, like that just kind of got infuriating because there's so many. Like it just, I think one match, last match I played on multiplayer, it was just, just streak after streak. I could not get out of my spawn area because I kept dying due to this bullshit. So for something like this is refreshing. And um, obviously, I don't know if we'll be amazing, but I think it's something that would be cool to kind of jump in together with. And and I think we can get farther and have a lot more fun with it. What do you think, Brett? Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. Did you ever play? You play Call of Duty 1, right? Uh, the original? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, so the original Call of Duty, like this is way back, back in 2003 or whenever the Call of Duty came out, um, they had, uh, you, could, you could make a bunch of custom maps in Call of Duty 1. Um, so the jump maps were really popular where you like puzzle related things where you had to like do fancy jumps to boost your FPS for a second. So you like go up to the corner of a, of a platform and like twist your character around a little bit, which like increase your FPS to allow your character to jump a little bit farther to like go up and up these like (laughs) platforming levels that people would create. And I got obsessed with these things because you just jump in there and you'd have like 20 people on the level that are just sitting there trying to reach the top of this map that somebody released that was really cool and exciting. And one of the other things that they had were just like this, which were 2v2, 3v3 arena base maps and i'm trying to remember what the name was that they called them i want to say they were like tug of war or something like that but it's not that wasn't what it was called i was trying to find it i couldn't find it but this is exactly what they were where they had it was like a paintball level and you open up in the map and you have two people on each side and you go from platform to platform like from like barrier to barrier trying to either snipe the enemies on the other side or you know, take them down or whatever. They also had this in Counter-Strike. Like, Counter-Strike had custom maps that were just like this. And this is exactly that coming back, which I'm super excited about because I play the hell out of those those games. Nice. Like, me and Josh used nice. to sit there and just, like, play these things all day long because yeah. it was all yeah. came down to, like, like reaction time and skill. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's there was no complexity to, like, learning the map size or whatever. It's just you're on either side of the map and you're trying to figure out how to get from one to the other and take them out. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, with that, I think it'll be, be pretty cool. Um, and I like that they have some added abilities to this where, or added features where after, I guess it's, it's six rounds. You have to try and be the first team to take down six round wins in the whole match. Um, but the matches aren't a 40 second timer. So if you haven't wiped out the opposing duo by then, there's a flag that shows up in the center of the map and the first team to control the area around the flag for three seconds wins. So if you're not like quickly going in there and attacking the other player, like you can just the race to the center and see what happens. So that's like super, super fast. Um, so that's going to be kind of interesting because it's completely different from like Battle Royale, or like dropping in, like being slow, methodic and like going from area to area. Now it's just like fast paced. Like you could jump in, like have six of these rounds and feel content probably. Yeah. I mean, that's what I enjoy about it is quick. You're in and out. Right. And that's why I used to play Call of Duty. You know, you get in, you get out. It's almost arcadey in a way that you can just jump in and jump out as you want to. Unlike Battlefield, where like the matches are like potentially 30 minutes uh, and or longer. You know, it just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice to do that. Like, I just want to be a little competitive and do my best. And then, you know, I'm going to go on with my life. Yeah. Now, the timing, I don't know if it's going to be long enough for me. I kind of like the team deathmatch where you're just running around and killing people for up to five minutes, you know? Yeah. I feel like that was a good amount of time because it gives you a chance to, you know, come back potentially or and or carry your team all the way to victory. It's a few matches where I was able to bring our team back from almost near death, and at the last minute, we got, like, one more kill than the other team, and it's just, like, those moments are awesome. Oh, yeah. Obviously, this one, you have to be really tactical, and the way they have it set up in the article is, like, well, I can see how that could be really fun. And really quick, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'd have to jump into it to really test it out to see how all this would work out. But yeah, it is enticing, man. Like, sign me up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sign me up. But what yeah. we haven't talked about was microtransactions, which we don't know anything about yet. But you guarantee they're going to have them in here. Yeah, I hope not, but I'm sure they will. They'll figure some way to throw them in there. Oh gosh! Um, so there actually, so there's there's a lot of contents about to drop with Modern Warfare because um, the um, they're about to go into like closed beta here pretty soon, and I know on August first they're showing off the rest of the multiplayer offerings in a live stream on Twitch. Very cool. So that's cool. a couple weeks from now we'll be seeing that, and uh, I've seen little like teasers of people that are already somehow being able to play the game, and it seems like it's it's actually a bit slower. Okay. Uh, combat wise, which is kind of interesting. Um, so I'm hoping that actually holds true throughout the entire game because if it is slower, um, that'll be kind of refreshing for right, Call right. of Duty. Um, yeah. So, Austin, remember when yes. you talked about these uh, story uh, creator things that you could put into Assassin's Creed Odyssey and then everybody started doing farming XP quests and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. And we we're like, they're going to put a stop to that real fast. Yep. Well, guess what? They're putting a stop to it. Yep, yep. Yes, they are. They're like, no, you can't farm XP and do this, which is hilarious because they thought everybody would make really cool, exciting quests like people do with Super Mario Maker, make fun, exciting Mario <laughs> creations. No, instead, they uh, are going to shut that down. They don't want you to do it. So, ultimately, um, it sounds like that... What they're going to do... So there's a quote from somebody um, the on 
this form announcement. They mm-hmm. say these exploits risk jeopardizing the overall quality, integrity, and purpose of story creator mode huh. and result in less visibility for the creative, interesting, and frankly fantastic community stories that have been published. Um, so mm. it sounds like because there's so many farming ones that people want to play just to up their XP, the other ones that people actually are putting time into are being like diminished and also they're not making as much money on XP boost probably too. So exactly. they're like, this is ah, exactly. we're going to cut this down. So you got any more to say before I go on a rant? Go ahead. Okay. So if this is happening, obviously you have a problem with your game. Why are people doing this? They find a need to boost the XP because it's so freaking hard to get from one level to the next. And uh, yeah, I went in there the other day just to kind of like, oh, okay, let me, because I'm like two levels behind, right? Because I'm getting through some of these quests that are higher level higher level than I am because obviously with the combat, it's kind of, and some know-how, you can, you can defeat some of these enemies, you know, even though you're like a lesser level and you don't do as much damage. Um, so I was like, well, let me go like to some of these quests and I wanted to make a video off of, off of this cause we, you know, we, we covered it in the podcast a few weeks ago Yeah, and they were gone. And I was like, I was like, I bet you anything they're about to get rid of them. Yep. Lo and behold, here it is. They, they smoked them. Take this shit out. And, uh, yeah, they want to make that money off of this. This game was designed to, to have this kind of progression. So people who want to get through the story and, or be the best, will buy the XP boosts. And that kind of that really pisses me off. It's like, why is there a game? Why don't we have a game? We have a game to play and have fun. And if you're not doing that and it requires extra stuff, like that is just that's pretty shitty. Like you design it in a way to make people want to buy extra stuff that they don't need. Um been doing a lot of thinking about this, Brett. Like back in the day, you know, a video game company made a game because they wanted to make a game that people would like and they would make money off of that. And now People just turn into a business to milk money off of us. Yeah. And it really pisses me off. And it's like, man, it's it kind of hard to enjoy a game that apparently people really enjoy when you can't get, you know, up to, you can only get to a certain part before you got to run around and just kill beasts and kill men. And, you know, luckily there are a lot of side quests, but then you, you're doing like hours of side quests just to get to the next main mission. <clears throat> For me, it's not fun. That's just not fun. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess at this point it's like, well, do you want to play it? Yeah. To get through the story, or do you want to just like give up because it's too much bullshit you have to deal with to to get through the game? And sounds like that might be it might be the latter. Right. Um so surprise, surprise. I mean, I, I understand trying to minimize it and stuff like that. I think what they should do is just have like a category. Like rather than getting rid of them, just say all right, you can filter it by XP boost maps yes. or story based maps and just I mean, let people farm XP anyway. And it's bullshit but because now it's they don't want to make the money off of it. Exactly. Well, bullshit because nowadays people who want to find these cool, cool stories will make an article about it or a video about it and then tell you where to go find these cool stories out in the map. Because I mean, you can't link to it, right? So you have to like, yeah. here it is on the map. You can find it here. Easy. Sort of easy. Because I'm sure there's like a shit ton of them in those locations, though. Right, but there's going to be people who want to cover this content, and they're going to weed it out for you, you know? Yeah. Um, So I just don't... uh, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I I disagree with that statement, because I still think there should be some kind of filtering system. 
in some capacity because like I mean yeah and they're with part. like Super Mario Maker like it's it's gonna get crazy like they need a better filtering system for that because there is gonna be a lot of junk like if you look at Far Cry um, when they had their map editor system in place mm. like there was a ton of junk you had to sift through and basically what I would do is just filter by ratings and then hopefully the ones that are good like filter up to the top right, right. which you know is is a solution but it's not an optimal solution because right. there's still probably some undiscovered ones that haven't been rated yet how do you go about finding those like I think there should be some kind of like integrity feature where like you actually there's like I don't know like a 10 point 15 point system or something that analyzes the map using an algorithm that can determine or the story I don't think it's gonna work to determine way. I mean it could how do you because I, I mean I don't know anything about the AI stuff for that but I mean yeah. how do you determine because they all have story to some degree, right? Because the stuff I played is yeah. kind of a story. Like there was a long dialogue of this woman repeating the beginning intro to the first Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. So it's all dialogue. But I mean, you could story. put a like a minimum length, maybe. I mean, it sounds like some of these these quests in here are you sit there for like a couple minutes and then it's like done. Um, uh, some yeah, but yeah, the, one, the ones I played was like you're gonna be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it could be based on like the amount, I mean, they could just add filters in there for like, if there's, if they detect that you're getting too much XP in a certain amount of time, cause you know what like general XP sh delving out should be. And then you could like add flags of like, okay, well you're giving out way too much XP at these moments. So pull it back a little bit and then this will pass our like, you know, yeah. rating system or whatever. Or if this quest can be completed in two minutes it's not of the integrity we wanted to so then that also can't pass so then those just don't ever get published because um, that's one thing that they do have with uh, Super Mario Maker 2 is they have a built-in system where you, it must go through a checker before it gets published to the internet so it must be completable and like completely you have to follow through you have to go through the whole level you have to complete the 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 qualifications that you put in place for it and it has to be checked by yourself before you can actually ever even put it on the store um so having a feature like that i think could be could be good then you avoid the at least the game breaking bugs component or if they want to limit the xp boosting just have a few parameters in there of like minimize that a little bit more so that they can't overly abuse it but they can still put it out there well, easy fix is fix your XP stuff, and then this wouldn't have happened, and people actually make story content. Yeah, yeah. So you fucked up. That's true. I mean, I, I still don't <laughs> deny that because they, yeah. they've had the problem of, I mean, we had that video we put out, like the leveling up and grinding stuff on YouTube, and it's it's still an issue that people have, and if they just made it to where you get a little bit more XP each time, so you don't have to... But then they lose out on being able to sell their XP boost, so they're not going to want to do that. Oh, but yeah. they should oh, yeah. because that's yeah. why they tailor the they tailor the game around the XP or the yeah. experience around yeah. the XP. So they ain't gonna miss it on the money for that. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. You've done fucked up now. Yeah. So last story we have is completely unrelated to video gaming. Well, sort of unrelated to video gaming, but I just thought it was hilarious, and I had to talk about this. So on a uh, Vox.com. Um, there was a, so there's been this thing in the last year, I guess, where people make random Facebook events or just silly and weird just to, as a meme, like a, a meme kind of thing. I guess they call it shit posting is one of the things that they do, but somebody created an events page that said, uh, on Friday, September 20th from 3am to 6am, they invited people to storm area 51. They can't stop all of us. 
and they put this event out online. And uh, in the details, it says, we will all meet up at the Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry. If we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. (laughs) And they posted this. And since it's been posted, it has amassed more than 550,000 people RSVPing to ambush Area 51 this September. Um, and the guys that posted it, or the guys or girls or whoever, did it anonymously. And uh, <laughs> obviously. And obviously. They teamed up with this Twitch video game streamer named Smiley Kun to organize the event. And um, they want to break in and see where the aliens are. And... They were like, well, if we have a bunch of people that go towards a high security base at once, the military won't stand a chance in stopping them. They even went as far to create illustrations of their game plan that was drawn by one of the event's attendees with, uh, looks like it was done in Microsoft Paint. So they have a lineup of Kyles with Monster Energy buff plus 10 Berserk, Rock Throwers in the back line, and then Naruto Runners that are going to come in from the sides. This also kind of reminds me of a very like minor... Uh, illustration of the last battle in game of thrones against the white walkers oh gosh like where people yeah, are like right. how do we approach this better uh, um you're right and uh yeah so i just find this hilarious i don't know so like before i found out about the reason why i found this is because i have been seeing comments everywhere of people saying well let's just go into area 51 or why don't you just go up to area 51 or this is a meme about Area 51. I'm like, where is this Area 51 shit coming from all of a sudden? And I look it up and it spawned from this Facebook oh event. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So people are using a reference for like everything. Uh, well, they could easily disperse this whole crowd by just lobbing a bunch of uh, tear gas as like a like a barrier. Yeah. <laughs> you go through that stuff. That stuff sucks from what I hear. Like sucks so bad. <clears throat> you can't breathe. You can't see. You're crying out of every orifice. Even your butthole, so don't want to do that. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's definitely funny, but I can see the government getting real uptight about this. Yeah, this is a bad idea for sure. Um, and just um, because you did anonymous anonymously doesn't mean they can't track you down and start you know looking into your past and shit. Because this is like, uh, I mean, rock throwers. Yeah, it's a joke, but still, the government's not gonna take it as a joke. They're gonna be like, all right, you want to actually throw rocks and hurt people, so. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some people got a knock on their door. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Um, um, let's see. I'm going to look up the event right now. Oh, shit. It's even bigger. Oh, no. 692,000 people mark going and 636,000 people are interested. Hosted by shitposting because I'm in shambles. Wow. Uh, that's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Well... I mean, they, if those people showed up, how much they could really do? Because I'm in shambles. They call themselves a religious organization. Oh, man. So, I mean, what could they do? I mean, <laughs> they actually went and invaded the base. I don't think they can get inside the base. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just be on the outside like, hey, let us. Because <laughs> uh, everything's on the ground. You know it is. Oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous, Brett. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, they all. I'm reading the post on here. Uh, some they posted the government is begging. They know we have become too powerful to stop. And then the government's begging what? 
I have no idea. Florida man showing up to the Area 51 raid and they have like a dude that's like coming out of the smoke and then they're just like posting memes left and right <laughs> on their their page. Oh, man. If you want to see more memes, <laughs> check out our Instagram on Mondays for me Monday posts. Yeah. Uh, they they posted uh, 11 hours ago. Can somebody holler at John Wick on our behalf? I think his dog is in Area 51. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Don't get John Wick involved. That's so bad. Oh, shit. They have a picture of him, and it says, Area 51, here I come. Did he post? Holy crap. <laughs> no way. Oh, that's not real. That, that can't, can't be, be real. real. If he did, that would be fucking amazing. Oh, man. He would be no, the ultimate just, meme like, god of all time. That. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Shit. All right. Let's end uh. this segment, <laughs> Brett. This is, it's too much. All right, then. Well, we got John Wick involved. If y'all want to watch some of these in video format, you can head over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash theinnergamer and subscribe to get the videos as they launch. Stay tuned for our discussion topic. We'll be right back with our talk on the video game hype for fall of 2019. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Each week we break down a hot topic from the video gaming industry. This week we're going to talk about the video game hype of 2019. Fall. 2019 hype. the hype now the hype's not as big as last year i don't feel like but it's still pretty damn big it's still pretty damn big there's a pretty I, damn thing i don't know man there's some good stuff coming out that's true that's true maybe i might I be mean, rechanged at the end of it here I think, as we go through everything yeah i think um, i think you're not what's wrong with you you think bro? i'm crazy yeah i, I, think I you're am crazy. crazy i'm a little crazy all right so we're just gonna go through some of the highlights of each month leading up to november <laughs> I would include December, but there's like nothing in December, so we're not going to include that. Austin's going to walk away because his dog is a crazy, raging barker and likes to bark at things because that's what happens. No, I want I wanted to include this because I feel like it's great behind the scenes content. No, you don't have to cut it at all. You just I'm, leave it in there because it's hilarious. Cut. You'll never hear about this. It's so funny. It's just awesome. Anyway, video game hype of 2018, 2019, everybody. It's 2019. It's actually a new year. Um, we are one year before 2020. August, we have a whole bunch of games dropping. So if y'all aren't caught up with your games, unlike myself, who is way not caught up, I'm still catching up from like 2017. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I should so, just walk, get up and walk away. Again, so right? bad. So bad. Uh, coming out in August, uh, we have a couple of games that I want to want to point out. Ancestors of Humankind Odyssey. That's a game where you play as Monkey Gorilla. And you grow through society and see how evolution has like changed lives and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's coming out on the 27th of August. Um, it looks really pretty. It's a nice looking game. Yeah. It's uh, just pretty awesome. And I think it's from the, uh, I forgot who worked on it. Um, I think it's from the guy that worked on. It's an interesting way to tell a story. Um, I think it's actually trying to tell a story more than play have a game. But it definitely has the game aspects to it uh, from what I have seen. Not something I'm really interested in playing. I don't know about you. Just oh, I am, except for the fact that it's on the Epic Game Store. Mm. Another reason not to buy that shit. <laughs> Another sorry. reason sorry. not to I'm buy sorry. that shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. So here's what he did. So he worked for Ubisoft mm. and um, worked on uh, a few games with them. Okay. Worked at THQ a little bit. Okay. Um, and then went on to start this company so 
don't know. See how it goes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 27th, also, we have Control. This is the game from Remedy Entertainment coming out where you can use telekinesis and all kinds of crazy spiritual powers inside this like weird building that is the center of control. And there's all kinds of weird supernatural phenomenon things happening. And, and you're not that excited anymore. And it's uh no, I'm actually kind of a re- renewed excitement for it again. Okay. I, okay. I, I, I could play this. I'm looking forward to it. He said E3 was just a little underwhelming when he it was, stuff. it was. Yeah. I didn't think the gameplay was as hype moments as I thought it would be. But then looking back on like, Alan Wake, the gameplay also didn't look as hype until I played it, and I was like, "Okay, this is pretty cool." Um, it's weird sense. and trippy yeah. and different. So, makes sense. I might pick it up, but I don't think I'll buy it full price. Just like a little bit less than that. Okay, it's a wait for you. It's a wait. It's a wait. Okay, for when I actually have time to play video games. Yep. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Jk. Yeah. Um, well, so this for next our, one. Stream every Wednesday, twitch.tv slash the gamercast. I do play games on those days, so tune in and watch us. Just multiplayer, that's it. Just multiplayer, yeah. yeah. Uh, this next one, Astral Chain mm. on the 30th. Austin, I could care less about this game, but you're excited about it. I am. It actually looks really good. Yeah, it's more of a, it's a definitely more of a Japanese game, but I mean, you play as cops who have this special companion that only you can see because you've been initiated into their secret super secret club of the government and uh you use it to battle demons demon type creatures so alien threats alien threats yeah the uh Don't brief like synopsis of it is a massive prosper the arc is a massive prosperous multicultural city but disaster strikes when mysterious dimensional gates appear bringing dangerous alien creatures to the arc to attack the people and corrupt the land the Ark Police form a special task force known as Neuron to face the alien threat, a.k.a. me monsters, head on Yeah, when they attack Area 51. Yeah. I don't think it's aliens. It's just supposed to be like <laughs> foreign entities. Well, I mean, that's what their description says is that it's aliens. So They're, they're alien Yeah, to this world. Exactly. They're demons. <laughs> Which are also aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing, I guess. Yeah. Same thing. No, I think the combat looks good, and I, yeah. mean, I don't know about the story and stuff just yet. I mean, they, like we got, they dived into it a little bit. I think um, it's kind of open ended. They said as you, because you have to investigate these area, like these areas that get infected or inhabited by these aliens, and depending on if you find, because you track some of the stuff, so sometimes it'll lead you to nowhere, and apparently that will kind of change how the story plays out over time depending if you can find them right off the bat or you have to you know you lose track of them and these aliens get away they could potentially kill more people and cause more harm if you don't find them immediately right type thing so i was like well that's that's interesting it adds a little you know sense of urgency which is always fun and hard to do in video games i feel like oh yeah all the yeah, time definitely um, and then we have Blair Witch that we saw at e3 revealed at e3 which actually looks looks relatively interesting first yeah. person <clears throat> game that <laughs> has some chaos of the Blair Witchy worlds. I was excited until I found out it was Blair Witch. I was like, really? I know. What? I know. <laughs> Why now? This makes no sense. Nostalgia, man. Everybody's on a nostalgia. nostalgia trip. Yeah, it was a good movie for its time, but how is this like worthy of... Tr- oh, I even thought the movie was terrible, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that first of the found footage era? Yes. And they're like, hey, check this out. Yes. And People thought it was up. real for a while. And I was like, oh, I man, know. they made a movie about this and making money off of it? This is fucked up. <laughs> and then after that, it was like, let's start this genre. Yeah. 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 
Um, on that same day, we also have, it's interesting how we have Blair Witch and then also the Dark Pictures, Man of Medan coming out, which this is that game from Supermassive or Supergiant right. or whoever right. did Until Dawn. Right. And um, this, I found out also that this is going to be, they have an eight part story arc for the Dark Pictures anthology. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be eight games that they're going to be creating. Every one has its own story, but there's an arc within those eight games that connects everything together in some capacity. So I'm anxious to see what that is. Like this, this I'm pretty pretty hyped on this one because they. I mean, I, I never played Until Dawn, but I heard it's really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of choice driven stuff in there, and this is basically what that is again. You know, just like choice driven scenarios, a um, little bit of horror freakiness tied into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely gonna be picking this one up. Yep. Giving it a try because it seems like it's also short, which I like short. I'm curious, but I think the last trailer I saw I was like, eh, eh. the one from like E3. I, th- I think so. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was, but I was just like, I think the premise was nice, but the trailer was not that yeah, great because they're on a boat and they're like going going on a vacation and they well, find think, out there's yeah. something under the water. Well, I think it's like the, you get in different time periods, so it's like current time and then. You know, in the past, like 1930s or something like that, and maybe even ancient history. I, I forget now, but just the way that it was set up, I was like, how are these tied together? Are they actually tied together? Or is it just like separate stories that are in the same universe or something like that? Which, uh, I mean, either oh, you mean way, the Dark Pictures anthology overall. Well, no, I, you said it's coming out in different parts, right? They well, yeah, a yeah. Trailer for like multiple of them. I no, thought. they just showed the one. Did they? Yeah. I saw somewhere where they're like over time or like different stuff. Maybe it was like the teaser or something. It might be. Yeah. Um, and it just like, I don't understand. I mean, it's possible that I can change my mind. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. Yeah. This one's just going to be set around um, a group of people that are going to be out on the South Pacific and going on a holiday trip. And then there is a World War II wreck that they're trying to find. So there, I guess that's some of the history involved in it. So there might be a little cross between that. Um, but a storm rolls in, things get scary, creepy, and it's like, who will die? Who will you save? Right. Who's going to not go overboard? All that stuff. Who's not going overboard? I know, right? Um, but yeah, no, August it will be interesting. That's a lot of those. These games are very different. Um, you know, there's nothing that's like a standout like IP that's popping out. I mean, Control is, I guess, the most like IP that's there, but even that is still like kind of a edge case kind of game. Right. So. I'm kind of in, and they're all like dealing with like spooky weird stuff sort of or just like strange things but anyway September starting out with September September 6th we have Monster Hunter World Iceborne I put this in here just because people are really hyped on this yeah. expansion crazy man um it's been so long <laughs> apparently it's apparently if you haven't beat world you do not play this expansion so have you beat world yet I'm not better beat world I know yeah, I know. Yeah, because they said this is so. What I was reading about this uh, Iceborne is that this takes place immediately after the end of World, um, and the difficulty also takes off from the end of World. So if you haven't played up to that point, you actually aren't even allowed to play Iceborne until you've reached a certain point in the game, and then that content unlocks because it's cool. like in-game level content that's right. like really really hard. Right. And I'm like, wow. So I have a lot of work to do if I want to play this, <laughs> which means it will not happen. Did you so. get? Did you get it for PC? I did. Did you buy it? Yep. Okay. Half off. No, you could have got it for it with the Game Pass. Well, yeah, I found that out after the fact. <laughs> so Steam sales going on. We bought a bunch of games, and turns out they're all on Game Pass, and we all have Game Pass. So it's like, well, oh, I don't have Game Pass son yet. Of a God, oh, that's right. You're gonna get it. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet. 
Anyway. Yep. Next one. Big so one. next one. Uh, Gears Five on the tenth. It's coming out mm. finally. Mm. Uh, that's not far from now. Mm. That's like, you know, a month and a half, right. two months away, I guess. So I still feel like there's so much left to be known about this game. They haven't showed any regular multiplayer. They haven't shown multiplayer. They've shown story stuff, but like the multiplayer like game mode they revealed was just like a cinematic trailer, so that didn't right. show it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, Maybe these guys need to get busy. Uh, Better so be little ready. do you know, I downloaded Gears 4 on the PC. Oh, yeah, I knew that. that. I didn't Did like it? it. Oh, really? No. Yeah. It's dated. Yeah. Like, that kind of gameplay was fun back in the day, but not now. Yeah. It's just so like, run, shoot, shoot, run, shoot, 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 pick like, a guy up, go down, pick a guy up. Like, I was just like, ugh. Sounds like the division. Nah, that's a little more action. Yeah. Like the AI is better. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because these guys are just behind a wall and they're just standing there. They're like, yeah. Or like they run to from one point of the map to the next and then just sit there. And I'm like, ugh. Blah. Anyway, curious to see how pe- people out. liked Gears 4. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Too maybe. long ago. Three years ago. So that's not, not that long to be that dated. It's crazy. It plays well on yeah. the PC. I would say that. Um, anyway. That's good. They're here there. Um, And then just announced actually like two days ago, Greedfall is coming on the 10th. So um, I didn't realize this game was more RPG elemented. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that trailer that came out uh, with the gameplay and stuff like that? It's really kind of has a JRPG look to it in a way, which I did not expect. I can see that from this game at all. Um, But the story is really interesting to me. Like the way that they've said like the story, the cinematics, like the, the characters like all seem to be pretty interesting and like well developed. So um, I'm interested to see. I mean, I feel like this is one of those games that could come out and be like really, really good and hit, hit the hit a home run or it's going to be like this marketed really well. And then it just bombs. Right. And I don't know which direction it's going to go. Like, I feel like this has like the, the polish of the order 1866, whatever the game was. And then just bombed. Yeah. You know, like, so I'm worried that it could fall into that trap, but maybe we'll be good with it. That was a unique case, I feel like. Yeah. That was a unique case. But I don't know. This one is too. I've never, I mean, I don't even know anything about this game. Like, like it just, you know, they announced it last year and then it's been quiet. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, we have a release date and this game's coming out. And it's oh, developed good. by Spiders, which worked on Bound by Flame, The Technomancer games that I've never heard really do well mm. and their development teams 20 people so it's oh. like it's a small team interesting so I'm like curious how they yeah I mean this seems like a very ambitious game for such a small team if you want us to review this game when it comes out please go head over to intergamer.net and click donate for shizzle there's, there's still too many games to play them all we try uh, we try um, and then on the 13th, we have the game that we've been waiting for for a very long time. Borderlands 3. Oh, man. It's big, Brett. Yeah. This is big. So are you are you still deciding that you're going to get this on PS4? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm so pissed about the freaking Epic Game Store thing because I, I want to play on PC so bad. I mean, like, they're going to make where a shit ton of money. They don't have to do it on the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Did you hear that? Uh when um, Cyberpunk came out and announced that they're releasing their game uh, everywhere, like on GOG, it's like a third of the sales have been on GOG. Yes, I saw I was that. Like, damn, that is awesome. Pretty good. So I'm probably gonna buy it on GOG. Yeah, <laughs> just to make sure they get all the money. Yep. Um. So this game is gonna be great. I wish I could buy it on PC. Probably buy it on PS4 because I gotta play with friends and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But 
I'm, I'm super excited about it. It should be a lot of fun. I've been seeing there's more and more trailers coming out, more information, and it's it's um it's definitely shaping up to be a nice looking game. Mm-hmm. Um, on the 13th, also, Damon X Machina. This is that game for the Switch, Switch exclusive, mech style, flying around things. I played the demo of this game, and it, again, going back to earlier in the podcast where I mentioned that the Switch kind of shows its age a little bit with the hardware. This game showed that. <laughs> However, this game just looks really, really cool. <clears throat> Japanese mech style gameplay stuff. It's very fast. Over the top it's anime. All over the place. Over the top <laughs> anime. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. Yeah. And I could I don't know. I might pick it up. I don't know why I'm so into it, but it, it like looks interesting. It's one of those hardcore games that only people who enjoy the Switch can get into. Yeah. And that's awesome. It looks cool, but like I don't know if I could do it. I just don't like the high, fast-paced anime stuff. That's just me. You like Dragon like Ball Z, though. Yeah, but that's not high-paced, fast anime. This stuff is like you're flying <laughs> all over the freaking map. I mean, yeah, you can kind of relate it to, to Dragon Ball Z because there is fighting and stuff, but it's not as crazy. I it's, think it's controlled crazy. Controlled crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. <laughs> uh, and then the most hype of this month, Ooh. September 17th, Destiny 2 Shadow Key. Aren't you hyped about this, Austin? So hyped. Apparently people are because they had a million concurrent players recently. Yeah, dude. It's 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 still kicking it. Crazy. And now that's I mean, they're unleashed, unlocked from Activision. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, I don't know. This could renew people and bring them back. By the end of next year, I will have an opinion, if not sooner, like how they do, because all next year is going to be their own content and how they want to lay it out for people to play. Yeah. So I'm ready for it to come over to uh, Steam and then have my stuff transfer over from PS4. I'll jump back into it. Why not? I'll have all That's my true. stuff. I'll be light level 5,000. Well, that doesn't exist, but yeah. I will be level light, light level 5,000. Yeah, it's also power level, not light level. You know, they changed that. Remember? I will have an armor rating of 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 5,000 over here. You heard it, folks. Subscribe to get 5,000. That'd be great. Uh, and then last but not least in September, on the 20th, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. This is a little like cutesy animation art style of Link's Awakening remastered, re- rebuilt basically. And uh, yeah, um, I might actually buy this and play it. Yeah, it's like this yeah. is an older school game, but in a modern look. And I like that because mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild was just too much for me. Right, Couldn't handle it. Yeah. It's too much. This is your game, man. But this is a little bit more approachable. It's kind of like when I was playing Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu. I was like, okay, I can get into this. This is simple. I understand it. This should be simple to understand. So I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to finish it just because of how it's designed. But I'm really looking forward to is the dungeon creator. Like I'm looking forward to playing. Don't get too excited about it. Oh. It seems like it's a very light dungeon creator mode. Damn it. Yeah. But it will be fun, though. I mean, you can only (laughs) do so much in a dungeon, I guess. Yeah. Five so people, different rooms, yeah. various places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, th- I think it'll be a good game. It's probably going to be a $6 game, which sucks, but I'll so buy it. Yeah. That's Damn it, idea. Nintendo. And then in October, we have a couple games coming out. October 4th, Ghost Recon Breakpoints. Ooh, dude, yes. With uh, Shane from The Walking Dead. Yes, yes. And uh, also The Punisher. And now a bad guy in Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I forgot his name, but he's a bad guy. I just know. And then... Yeah, I was on the tip of my tongue, and now you forgot. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. So Can't take it. <laughs> I really hope this game does well because, like, Ghost Recon Wildlands when it first came out and they announced it, I was like, "Damn, this game looks so good." 
And then I played the beta and I was like, damn, this game is not good. But then I was like, I would love to play this as a sandbox with my friends, but then none of my friends got it. And then I was just like disappointed and sad. So I'm hoping like the, the thing that concerns me is that Wildlands had a very kind of just cause feel where it was like an open world and you could just go bonkers crazy and like just do stupid shit. And that was kind of fun. But now that they're getting more serious and realistic with this one, I'm afraid some of that is going to go away. Um, and then I'm also afraid that I just won't enjoy it as much because like moments where I want to do stupid shit and have fun, this game mechanic, the game mechanics might not allow me to do that. Right. So makes sense. Yeah. I hope not. I, see it. I hope it allows me to do what I want to do. John Bernthal. There. Oh yeah, I knew his name. I was talking about his character's name in Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Right, right. But you said you forgot his name earlier. No, no, I meant his name. His oh, like his, his character oh, I got name. You. Yeah, yeah. I knew John Bernthal. I was just like you just said I was, Shane. I was like, oh, I guess you forgot his name. No, yeah, I was just naming his characters' uh, names and the series that he was a part of. So I was like trying to think what his bad guy name was in this game, because um, he was Shane, and then he was a Punisher, and then he was whatever his name is in this game. And I don't remember what it was. I got so. you. But it's somebody. Somebody. He's part. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. Um, yeah. And then Grid's coming out on the 11th. I don't know if Austin's excited about this. No one cares about Grid. Right, I'm Brad? like Nobody so cares excited. I haven't played Grid in forever because they haven't made a Grid in forever. Uh, but they just dropped a new trailer. And I was like, damn. This looks so nice. I guarantee you, Brett will get to Grid before any of these other games that come out before. <laughs> Probably so. Probably so. Um but uh, yeah, any racing game fans out there, hit us up on Discord. I will gladly play with you. Um, we should play Grid together. Be you a lot of fun. PC or console? Um, I don't know. Okay. Probably console actually. PS4 because I, I like playing racing games on the PS4. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sitting yeah. back on the couch and going at it. Hell yeah. Um, and then on twenty fifth, we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's here. It's coming. I'm excited, um, but are yeah. you excited? But like you like side excited. Like I feel like I'd get Ghost Recon and play that before I even buy COD. <clears throat> it depends how the multiplayer looks. I'm excited, and also the story again. So what I'm saying I guess, is, would you get it day one? No. Okay. Yeah, that's, I've that's I've fine. I've been burned too much by that. Yeah, I did oh, Black yeah. Ops Four on day one. Now they have a bunch of microtransactions in there. I'm like, I think Damn we did it. three and well, I didn't do four. You did four and yeah. three. Yeah, I've done them all except for Ghost. I skipped Ghost, mm. but um, otherwise I've owned every single Call of Duty game that's ever existed. Oh, and I skipped a uh, big red one, but that was a console exclusive, so I didn't care about that. Yeah, no one cares um, about that one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 excited to see a new engine. Like that's one of my biggest excitements, and to play a new story. And I hope they do a good job this story, because like I hate for them to like jack up the modern warfare, like what we know as modern warfare, because that had such a special place in my heart. We don't even know the story yet. We just yeah, know it's modern times. Yeah, modern warfare one and two were so good. And I know it's all a reimagining, but <coughs> I just hope they do it justice because that I don't want them to taint the Modern Warfare name. That's why I don't want them to call it Modern Warfare because I feel like they could either do a really good job and make it better for us or they could taint the name and we all forget what Modern Warfare was. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they had some of the best missions like I've ever seen. You could call it Current Warfare. Yeah. Or, or technically modern warfare i bet you they're like this name has a ring to it it's familiar you know they just don't want to come up with a new name yeah. well yeah coming up with a new name just creates they're just like this already stuff. has brand equity so right, we're just yeah. gonna sell it and go go for it we'll make money this way yeah yeah um 
And then on the 25th of October, also the same day, well, yeah. I already know what I'm going to do. The Outer Worlds. <laughs> yeah, the Outer Worlds. I'm going to pick that up because that's on the same day. And I have to buy this bitch on PlayStation 4 as well. Or you can buy it at a game store. No. For a low, low price of $59.99. They could suck my... Yeah. Can't do it, man. I don't know. Can't do it. It's going to be hard. I may actually buy this one on Epic Game Store because I don't think I could play this on, play, well, on PlayStation. I'm wait until... I want it to be single player. Well, I don't know how... Or I want to be... I want a shooter on the PC, but yeah. Okay. I might buy it on Epic Game Store if I know that mods will work with it that way. I mean, I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter which launcher it's on because, well, you know, Steam, yeah. Steam has the mods. Right. Well, they have the workshop, but then obviously they have the mods, other mod places that you can pull stuff in. I guess it wouldn't matter where it was actually launching from. Well, it depends if the Outer Worlds allows modability to this. I would uh, I would assume they would because they, they did a pretty good job at a lot opening up for New Vegas. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, but that's more of a Bethesda title, and that's kind of a staple for them anyway. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they might not do that because, I mean, right? Like, is is that why you're thinking they might have mods? Because it's like Bethesda's had mods, but this is like Obsidian, so they none of their games have really been moddable other than New Vegas. I mean, I something it, like this, if they didn't do mods, I feel like that that would be shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, not in a big way, but yeah. I mean, this this is one of those games that could probably last a long time, like Skyrim. You know, yeah, you can hit mod and put new characters and stuff in like that, but yeah, time will tell possible yeah i will tell i mean especially because it's a budget friendly game as in like they didn't have a lot of budget on this game exactly. so they did say yeah. it's intentionally built for replayability adding in modability as well would add to that replayability exactly. and so, then they don't have to mess with it yeah over time like that would be that would have been a great game plan yeah we'll do as much as we can and then leave it to the community to you know further ex- do more things out. but these are one of those games that i would buy on the playstation 4 and then buy it again on pc yeah. On Steam like a year later and yeah. play it again. Like I think it's gonna be that good. I hope so. Yeah. Um and then November. We're entering into the month of Ooh. November. On the eighth, finally, Death Stranding is here. Dude. Will it be good? Will it be garbage? Damn. Only time a, will tell. Dude, November is a big month. November is a big month. How are you saying there's not like anything big this year? <laughs> well, this up is until huge. November. <laughs> this is huge, dude. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, we got Death Stranding in November, which uh, I mean, I'm I, I cannot wait to play this game. Just run through this list, man. This is awesome. Yeah, and then on November fifteenth, we'll, we'll we have Pokemon Sword and Shield. Also on November fifteenth, we have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. On the nineteenth, we have Shenmue three, and then on the twenty second, we have Doom Eternal. So in the month of November, we have Death we Stranding. Go. Pokemon Sword and Shield, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and Doom Eternal, all in a span of uh, 14 days. Fucking crazy, man. That is crazy. That is crazy. That's a lot. Like, we have to get through a lot of games by November. (laughs) That is. If you don't have any game passes, that is... One, two, three, four. $240 in two weeks. But if you have Game Pass, no, you don't have Game Pass for these games because Death Stranding is going to cost you nine nine nine. Pokemon's going to cost fifty nine nine nine. I have Origin Access though, so I get to play Jedi Fallen Order for free. Yeah, is already paid your hundred dollars. Yep, for the year. Yep, cool. So I get to download that. No questions asked. Done, son. So have you made your money back yet? Like, how many games have you played off of that for the year? Uh, yeah, Anthem. Okay. Uh, Battlefield Five. Okay. 
and then this. That's it. It's one twenty bucks a piece. You you made twenty dollars once this comes out. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And then uh, well then you can also count in um, oh uh, free shit that I got for um, I got oh, a yeah. free character Apex. in Apex Legends, um, that I have to play for. Like I just nice. got points. Um, I get discounts with uh, anytime I buy battle passes or oh. coins or whatever. I get like a ten percent discount. So some. Yeah, that's something too. Um, so that's a benefit as well. And then I've downloaded, I'm going to play Madden I want, just because I've, I know never want to buy those games, but since I have the access origin pass, might, might as well. well. Yeah. So I'm going to play some Madden and play some FIFA this year. Just play these games that I never touch. Right. Um, so right. yeah, now you get money worth out of it for sure. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, sword and shield shit. Excited. It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, it, it's some people are upset that you don't have all the Pokemon in this game. Now I don't know why they wouldn't put all the Pokemon in this game. I don't game. want Pokemon Ultimate, you know. Don't don't need that. <laughs> I was like, it'd be. I I don't think they've ever done DLC for any Pokemon game, but I mean, for this, they could do minor updates. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, they've done in the past. You know, they always have like Pokemon like Sun and Moon, and they have po- Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon. So, like, they'll probably do that next year. They'll come out with, like, like I was listening to Game Informer talk about it, and they were like, they'll probably do Pokemon um, Over Sword and Over Shield or some shit like that. And, like, or Pokemon, like, Super Shield. I don't know. Some, some like, name attached to it. Right, right, that right. It's, like, the extra version that adds more Pokemon or something of that nature. I, I, I can see in development, like, there's, obviously there's so many Pokemon at this point, and I don't know how they move from one game to the next, but... Having to do new animations and reanimations and pulling stuff in. It's kind of like, I understand you don't want to do all of them. And you can't do all of them. That's a lot of work to pull it all in. <clears throat> Obviously, Nintendo has a lot of resources. It can probably do that, most likely. Uh, yeah, I mean, but for a time, like if you're on a timetable, at some point, you'd be like, we just can't add any more Pokemon. I, I don't want that. I don't you know? know. Like, I mean, I, I want to go into a game and I want to, I mean, gotta catch, got catch them all should have a limit. <laughs> because if I have to catch what is it like seventy hundred Pokemon now? Seventy hundred, <laughs> seven or eight hundred? It's like no that's gonna be yeah, it's gonna take forever. It is gonna take forever. I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. Like, well, even with mean? the ones they do have, you don't have time for that shit. Exactly. I'm like, no, don't do that. For me, it's not the biggest deal in the world, but I can understand like some Pokemon are probably not as fan favorite, so why not just leave them out? Um. But I can see how maybe you, you really do enjoy one Pokemon or there is a strong Pokemon that's not going to be in the game. And it's like, well, yeah. shit, why why didn't you put that one in there? I can see people get upset about that. But I don't know. I'm indifferent about it. I really don't care. Yeah. I'm going to have I fun mean, either way. I think so, too. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, man, I've been uh, game, game Informer had a cover story on this game. And I've been reading a lot more, listening to a lot more details. I listened to an interview with the, one of the producers of the game, mm-hmm. um, asking, answering questions about it. And they're they're heavily inspired from Bloodborne and Dark Souls on this Good. game. Good. Heavily inspired. And actually, so I didn't know the story behind this, but apparently whenever the way that this game came about is that Respawn approached EA and said, hey, we want to make an action melee fighter game. And it's an original IP. And here's our idea. And they explained it and pitched it. And then they were like, okay, no. Star Wars. But can you make it Star Wars? And they were like, yes, <laughs> let's do it. And then so yeah. 
they were like, because they, because what they did is they did a prototype of this game, and the EA was like not fully invested in it. But then we're like, we got Star Wars license. You want to make the Star Wars instead? Can you link that together? And they're like, yeah. And then so they got that, and they went to LucasArts to talk about it, and then they had to then pitch it to them, and LucasArts was like, yeah. And then they were Finally, like, a yeah, good game. So let's make it a thing. So apparently LucasArts has had a very heavy, or LucasFilms, LucasArts, the whole shebang, has yeah. had a pretty heavy involvement in the development of the characters in this game and the story because they want to make sure it's true to the franchise. Right. Um, like so they, they know done what's a lot. true to the franchise. And this, this game is the first um, <clears throat> first game to feature the interior of an AT-AT, an AT-AT. Um, which I didn't realize they've never showed the interior of it in the entire franchise ever. So this one is revealing it, which is crazy. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, I'm I'm getting pretty excited about it. I'm curious to know like how the other one, how the other game w- would have been. Yeah, well, you'll never know. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like to know what kind of story they're going to develop. That's an interesting story. <clears throat> yeah. So um, there you have it. That's the Jedi Fun Or. And last but not least, Doom Eternal. We got that here. Hell yeah. I was going to talk about Shenmue, but it, I mean, I don't Sh- really want to talk about it. Shenmue's there. People are excited <clears throat> about it. We are not. Yep. Yeah. Mainly because they like chat on their fans. And for Epic is paying people back, apparently, like taking the burden of it as they should. All but right. I'm like, they shouldn't have done this in the first place. They should have yeah. just left it as it was. I don't know. It's just a bunch of chaos there. But Doom Eternal looks awesome and i heard that they designed this game for you to die a lot so if you die like that's by design um because i guess it's like a celeste kind of game Here, you're just gonna die where and i never thought of doom as that way but it's basically yeah. like a roguelike where you're supposed to die a lot and you learn from your mistakes and i don't ever think like i think like if i'm dying a lot now, in a yeah. doom game that i should that i suck and i should quit um, but apparently that's not the case. <laughs> you poor, poor gamer. I know. I know. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. Now yeah. I got to actually like try better. Well, I feel like after Celeste, you would be like, yeah, I'm just going to die a lot and come back and do better. That's true. I mean, that's how it was Katana Zero. You yeah. Know, that was one of those games you, you died a lot and I kept, kept going with it. So well, I'm curious to know how that would translate because <clears throat> obviously those games, it's easy to just like, all right, you restart instantly. Keep right. going. But this one might be, oh, you have died. Right. Start over checkpoint. Yeah. But if it's just like, boom, dead, spawn. Basically. It's different. Yeah. Different I'm anxious to play it. At the end of July, in a couple weeks here, we're going to DoomCon. So we're going to play it yeah. and see how it all goes. So oh, I yeah. can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. Um, but with that, that's going to wrap it up for our discussion topic on the fall of 2019. Tell us what you're excited about. What games are you most anticipating coming up in the next couple months? And uh, let us know in the comments below. And if you have any questions or want to contribute to next week's segment, you can visit theinnergamer.net and drop us a line. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, come back with our video game releases for next week. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Looking forward to next week, let's talk about our upcoming video game release. We have one game coming out on July 19th for the Switch. This is a Switch exclusive, and it is Marvel 
Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Assemble your ultimate team of Marvel superheroes from a huge cast, including the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men, and more. Team up with your friends to prevent galactic devastation at the hands of the mad cosmic tyrant Thanos and his ruthless war masters, The Black Order. Then expand your ultimate alliance with a paid expansion pass, which includes upcoming DLC content from franchises like Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Marvel Knights. This is a four-player cooperative game top down isometric kind of view not more isometric where you play as marvel characters of your favorite types and fight bad guys and kill things and it looks like a lot of fun and i think i'm going to pick it up because i want to play and we should stream it like you said that'd be great Made i'm happen. down man yeah i think i'd be down but with, 60 bucks isn't it uh yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> uh and with that that's gonna wrap up our show this week uh, be sure and check us out next Tuesday for more from your favorite video game podcast. Visit theinnergamer.net for our latest episodes, videos, and social channels. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. And as we mentioned before, don't forget our event next week. We will be at Hop Fusion on uh, July 18th. Uh, we'll be there with Friend and Foe Board Game Cafe. And also, we'll be there with uh, the Extra Life representatives from Cook Children's Hospital here in Fort Worth. So come on out and join us do some donations for helping uh helping kids in need as well as uh just you know coming out and playing some games and hanging out chilling so heck, heck yeah see you there and if you want to support our show you can donate to our, on our website at theintergamer.net all donations go go towards making the podcast videos and events even better you can also join in on the conversation over on our discord channel check out the show notes for that link my name's austin morales and i'm brett yanoski and you've listened to Inner gamer guys we'll catch you next time or next week. Whatever. Something like Bye Game podcast. I'm Austin Rouse, your only host. Brett is uh, too busy right now doing, you know, things with stuff. So, you know, it's just me today. So, we're going to talk about some video games. Um, and one of them, the only one, is something very interesting. Oh, uh, yeah? Yep. Brett, you're not supposed to be here. It is July 6th. Actually, let me make sure I have the right date before I say this. Then I'll get called out oh, again. Shit. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Three, two, and no one. I'm not ready. Oh, okay. Evie. Yeah, Evie, shut up. Great, Evie. What you doing? What you doing? Three, two, one. Fun away, Austin. I'm going to slap you. <laughs>